Are you a content creator, sales professional, or small business owner? Do you need professional-looking videos for your social media? Check out RevMedia.group. At RevMedia, we take raw footage you film on your phone, webcam, or mobile device and turn it into professional, branded content. RevMedia offers editing, graphics, commercially licensed music, and more. And with RevMedia, you can even upload your footage right from your phone or mobile device. With 24-hour turnaround time, you'll be posting professional-looking video content faster than ever. RevMedia. You film it, we edit. Visit RevMedia.group to find out more. That's R-E-V-M-E-D-I-A dot group. RevMedia. And I don't know we got a night of soul for you. Hey, Faith, what are we doing tonight? We are doing the next generation. Ooh, you mean space, the final frontier. Nope, we are doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We are doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation, right here on the Late Night Fright. Calm down, Beavis. Cue the music. Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very next-generation Chainsaw co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, we're in spooky season. Mm -hmm. So far this month, we have covered A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. We covered Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. So, in keeping with our sequel theme that we didn't sit down and plan (laughs) out, we have a film tonight... That begs to ask the question, why is this a movie with chainsaw in the title, yet no one gets chainsawed? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. This was your pick, Faith. What are we talking about tonight? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. That uh, is a year either 94 or it's 98. 95. It was made in 94, I think. Uh, it, oh, I read 95. Inquiring minds want to know. Oh. It sat on the shelf for a little while is, is the big thing <laughs> okay. here. So we're going to... We're going to get into that tonight. Two Academy Award winners in this film, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. This 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 movie the the last line in this movie, which is what's going on here, really really encapsulates this movie. This is going to be a fun uh fun discussion tonight yes, I, think, I think because there's think so. there's quite a bit to get into with mm-hmm. this. It's a it's quite a bit of fun. It's a strange <laughs> Strange movie. I have some thoughts on it that, yeah. that we're going to get into. And uh, uh, we, we have not done Chainsaw Massacre 2 or Leatherface Chainsaw Massacre Part 3. So I don't know if we missed anything in the story. <laughs> we'll see. Know. We'll see how we feel about that. You heard a bumper right at the beginning before the show started. That is for Rev Media. That is our very good friend, Cade. He and his buddy, Josh, have that company. They are very legit. I have done some work for them. They are wonderful guys. They are passionate about what they're doing. They are professional, very punctual. They're going to get your stuff turned around for you. So if you are in the real estate business or if you're looking for some social media branding, Please get in touch with the guys at Rev Media. Tell them we sent you. Uh, I we feel we needed to do that because we do have some funny stuff on the show yes. that, um, you know. <laughs> but uh, I that told somebody did did somebody accidentally like didn't they think it was real? Yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. It, it is real <laughs> in my head. But but Rev Media, uh, check them out. Please check them out. Tell them we sent you. They are a great bunch of guys, and uh, they do really exceptional work. I've done, as I said, some work for them in the past, and uh, it's amazing the quick turnaround and just how professional they are. And uh, Funny guys, too. Real funny guys. So uh, uh, joy and pleasure to work with. Faith, We before we get into the discussion of this show, there was a huge music loss uh, recently within the past couple of weeks that we didn't 
hit on, and that was Eddie Van Halen mm-hmm. from the band Van Halen passed away. One of the greatest guitarists of all time, really a virtuoso and a, and a really astonishing musician. Uh, had a, a broad range of tastes, uh, very eclectic range of taste. Mm-hmm. You can hear the classical influence in some of the Van Halen stuff. You can hear the hard rock, the heavy metal. So he, he was a student of music first and foremost, and one of just the great guitarists of all time. And, and we, we failed to mention that. And the outpouring of affection for Eddie has been really, really wonderful oh, to yeah. see, right? Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Are you are you a Van Halen fan? I, I, I can't say that I am. And I can't say that I'm not because I've never really sat down and kind of gone into their music you know and, okay. or, or you know anything with him so i can't say that i don't like them because i haven't really explored but uh, but you are aware of like the virtuoso oh, like the oh, yeah just yeah, that yeah. prodigious talent that he had oh, yeah. one of the great bands of all time and one of the joys if there is joy to be taken from from this loss and i feel like it's 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 all of our loss mm-hmm. you know because he was he was really that that good right. uh it has gotten me back into listening to van halen and uh, there's always the discussion, are you the David Lee Roth era? <laughs> you know, are you a fan of that era? Or are you a fan of the Sammy Hagar, which is sometimes affectionately or sometimes derisively called Van Hagar? <laughs> and, um, you know, which, which uh, era are you a fan of? I'm happy to say I'm a fan of both eras. I think both have their merits. And uh, what's been really great is, though, it's been getting me thinking about that time in my life, like especially when those albums were coming out and they mm-hmm. were hot. And I've been thinking about some friends of mine, my uh, very good friend of mine who left us way too early, one of the greatest gentlemen I've ever had the pleasure to know, Jeff Nola, introduced me to the album 1984 when I was a teenager, and uh, he really got me into Van Halen. And uh, But uh, I'm thinking about another friend of mine. I want to tell this story real quick. <laughs> This is 95, 96. I was about 16 years old. I played in the marching band at my high school. And we had finished. uh, It was a Friday night, Friday football night. We finished. We got back to the school. We got off the bus, got changed out of those Sergeant Pepper looking get up, (laughs) get ups that we had. And uh, it was four of us in a car. My good friend Austin was driving his daddy's Z90 or whatever it is. And uh, he's driving and we pull up. To the, we, we tear ass out of the parking lot with Hot for Teacher playing from the 1984 album. So we're just imagine this, all of you out there listening, like 16 year old boys <laughs> in a sports car <laughs> jamming to Van Halen, all right, going down the road. Like nobody's out for some reason. Like not all the people were out. It was a beautiful, like, fall night. So we've got, like, the, uh, the, the windows are down. Yeah. We get to the light. And this car full of high school girls pulls up like right next to us, you know, and it's just looking really good. And we got this nice car, you know, and they're, hey, you know, they're waving at us. And Austin is just, Austin was a ladies' man. And he looks over at him, doesn't say a word, just gives him that look, you know, you know, that mm-hmm. look, Faith, that look. Yes. And he starts revving that engine. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, going to go, going to go, you know. Light turns green. He, he goes to, he goes to peel out. The car stalls out. <laughs> car stalls out you losers and they they pull off and <laughs> so the funny thing is the the music stops because the tape player that stops and so then funny. you know don't you guys say a word <laughs> starts back with car so eddie van halen rest in peace you gave us uh, a lot of music and some fun stories <laughs> fun stories like that you have a favorite van halen track not off the top of my head, unfortunately. Ooh, man, I got uh, Panama and, and oh, really all of them. <laughs> it's, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. Well, we got a movie tonight to talk about. We have Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. We have Academy Award winner Renee Zellweger with Resting Lemon Face. We have Leatherface. We have The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. What time is it, Faith? It is time for the Late Night Fright. We will see you on the other side. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. Get away from that fever. You'll blow us all to atoms. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Welcome to prime time, bitch! <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! I find your lack of faith disturbing. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Whoa, hello! Okay. This is God.
was pure evil. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Have a potato. Don't have a teeth, bitch. Come. Ooh, this, bitch. Come to Freddy. Son, this is Larry, your dad. Saturday night. Pablo's Pagoda. I'm doing the late night piano bar lounge set. You want some uh, chili on your tamales? Hell yeah, I want chili on my tamales. I'm a man, ain't I? Yes, you are. Ooh, she's good looking, son. She jiggles in all the right places. You know what I mean? I know you do because you're my boy. Listen, son... I got a VHS cassette tape sitting right there on the counter. I forgot to bring it with me to return it to the Video store. It is Steven Seagal and Out for Justice. If you could return that and make sure I rewound it before you bring it back. Don't want to get charged for that. And listen, also, there's another tape in my room called The Girl with the Million Dollar Legs. It's a backroom selection, if you know what I mean. If you could return that as well. And listen, while you're out, if you could stop at the convenience store and get your old man a pack of cigs, I would appreciate it. And when you get home, if you could, if you could twist one off for Daddy, I, I certainly would. Appreciate that, and uh, if you can handle all that, I might just uh, might bring you some sofa pillows back home from uh, from the old uh, old Mexican restaurant here. Well, listen, Daddy's got to get back. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go drain the main vein before I can uh, play this last set here. But uh, again, this is uh, your dad, Larry. Saturday night, Pablo's Pagoda. I love you, son. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner of Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me as always is my very hot for teacher co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Continuing the Van Halen theme. Well, we have a, a movie tonight that is uh, kind of hard rock, right? It, it, it wants to be hard rock. It, I think it wants to be. wants to be hard rock. <laughs> we're, we're not exactly sure uh, what year we should attribute to it. So to the best of my knowledge here, it was filmed in 94. Okay. Released okay. at South by Southwest on March 12th, 1995. You had a very limited theatrical release on August 29th, 1997, based on the name of the two people in it. They had become kind of hot at mm -hmm. that point. <laughs> and then in really in 98 is when uh, yeah, it got released on video. So there you go. So this is jumping around a movie, for a few years. <laughs> a movie out of time. <laughs> Movie out of time. Let's get right into it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, continuing spooky season here on the Late Night Fright and sequel month, apparently, too. <laughs> apparently so. Uh, let's see. How would you describe this movie? This is attempting, in a way, to be a sequel, straight sequel, to the original film. It does pay a little bit of homage to the events of 2 and 3. But this feels like it wants to be a direct continuation of the first mm -hmm. film. Also, in a way, it feels like a reboot of the series. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a kind of almost a direct homage and remake, in a way, of the first film, in a way. And that is pretty fitting because it is from, uh, this was directed by Kim Hinkle, who was a writer on the original film and has been involved in some capacity. He wrote and directed this. So this is coming from one of the creators. Right. Um, this is a really hard movie to, to quantify. Let's, uh, let's just get right into it. What did you think of the, of 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the <laughs> next generation. I, f- I feel like the only way to describe it is like oddly entertaining. <laughs> like, because it's a very odd movie, but you're kind of captivated watching it because it's so odd and you're entertained. It's not, you know, that absolute <laughs> crazy you need it, to turn it off movie. So, I, it had been... Over 20 years since I had seen this movie. It's been a while since I've I seen it. I used to work, I've said this before on the show, I used to work at a video store. So this came out on video mm-hmm. when I was working. And I remember distinctly, you know, uh, putting this in the uh, shrink wrap to, to put, you know, on the shelf mm-hmm. you know, as a new release for the, for, they would come out on Tuesdays, I believe is, is, was new release day. So I remember like a Monday night, like getting it all together. I remember this, this coming out and we watched it like, uh, you know, we, you know, when the weekend would come, then we would get together, some of us at work, you know, and uh, all of us underage, and somebody had an in on how to get beer, whiskey, or whatever, you know, so we get the. I remember watching this movie with a group of people, and I remember us just kind of going, what the hell is this, you know, and I'm not going to lie, I was watching this again going, what the hell is Me this? Me too. <laughs> but um, it didn't feel as jarring this time, I think, because we've had so many movies under our belt on this show, some yeah. have not been very good. <laughs> Some in the horror movie, horror genre are not very good. Not very good. No. But um, I found this oddly compelling, and it follows kind of the, the same basic structure of the original Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre, in which you have a group of people that end up coming upon the, the slaughter, mm-hmm. the slaughter family, and it, it, that's pretty much it. And it's about you know one night with uh, with the slaughters. Is that their name? No, they changed the name. They were the Sawyer family, and then they changed it to the Slaughter family, okay. and nobody knows why. Probably some rights thing. Who, who knows? Know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, this movie was made for $600,000, so it was pretty low budget. Renee Zellweger is on record as saying, uh, you know, they had a, a Winnebago where they would do the hair and makeup and everything and, and eat in the Winnebago, and she says she's pretty sure a lot of it was not legal, what they were doing <laughs> when they were filming. <laughs> So uh, this, uh, I'll say this though, this doesn't feel like a particularly low budget film. No, I, I wouldn't think six hundred thousand dollars at I, all. I, I didn't think it was a lot of money, but yeah, I didn't think a lot, but that's that's a little lower than I would have maybe yeah. placed. <laughs> Oddly compelling. Now let's get into the pros and cons of this. Uh, the critic Janet Maslin, the esteemed critic uh, out of New York. Uh, I don't think she's with us any longer, but she was pretty right on most of the time with some things. She said this feels, it felt like the kind of movie that Scream was making fun of. How do you feel about that? I can, I can go on board with that. It, there are parts of this that feel like a parody of horror movies, but it's not going in that Scream direction. You know what I mean? I feel like I read that it was supposed to be that way, you know, like on purpose. Like there uh-huh. was a reason they were kind of parodying it in a way. I'm not sure why exactly. <laughs> But the beginning almost in a way feels like prom night with Jamie Lee Curtis because it is yeah. indeed prom night mm-hmm. and uh, and they're going to the prom. We don't really spend time with them at the prom. I don't think we go into the gymnasium because mm-hmm. I don't think they had money to put on a prom. But uh, but from there uh, they go and they literally take a wrong turn. And then we're into the horror movie. And this uh, this first 30 minutes really feels like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like the movie that they're watching at the beginning of Thriller, the Michael Jackson video. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, And it's really making an attempt, I think, to be a legitimate horror movie. And with a little bit of comedy, I was catching uh, mm-hmm. an American Werewolf in London vibe. You know, I was mm-hmm. going for that. I don't feel it's as uh, good as that. <laughs> but uh, they end up uh, really enduring these four kids this night of terror in yep. hell. And they meet the uh, Slaughter family or Sawyers, whatever the hell it's they are. It's Slaughter. Wherever really? they are. Uh, so Somebody. how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about the uh, the two leads here? Because really, I I don't know that this movie would, would be watched these days if it, if it weren't for, for the two people who are in it. Now, these are two people who really, looking back on it now, came to define mid to late 90s mm-hmm. cinema in a lot of ways, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, Renee Zellweger has won two Academy Awards. She won uh, Supporting Actress for Cold Mountain. And she won Best Actress just recently for Judy, playing Judy Garland. Matthew McConaughey won a few years ago for Dallas Buyers Club. And uh, both of them now are regarded as really first-class 
artist. Yes. Like uh, both yeah. of them really first class artists. Yeah. McConaughey, we talked a little bit about him. We did True Detective. Uh, we did about half of True Detective. And then uh, just because the subject matter was weighing heavily on us, we, mm-hmm. we, we stepped away from it. But those episodes are available. We talk about him at length there. McConaughey has become one of these guys. I just did it. He's um, he's a last name now. You know, you have Eastwood, mm-hmm. Newman, Brando, McConaughey. You know, he's yeah. he's a last name, but he's also a first name too. You can just say Matthew, and you know, you know who it is. Yep. And he's a personality outside of being this really wonderful actor. And he and he was a wonderful actor the entire time. Um, he was rising. To prom- coming to prominence and rising in popularity. We just didn't realize it because he's a good-looking guy with a chiseled body. <laughs> and and shame on us for not realizing the depth of right. his talent. But uh, And he was in some romantic comedies that were questionable. Yeah. I've seen The Wedding Planner. I, <laughs> you know, almost made Faith spit out her coffee. Yeah. I've seen uh, uh, our buddy Cade we talked about with Rev Media. We, we like to joke about that movie. <laughs> Do you remember that night <laughs> on the Ferris wheel? Do you remember that night? Remember that? Yeah, might have to put that. Might have to put that in the uh, show somewhere. Yeah, not by the Ferris wheel. Um, what do you think of Maddie Mac? I'm. I've always been a fan of Maddie Mac. I think. I mean, like you said, besides some of the questionable. Uh, That's not on him all the time. No, no. no. But I I mean, you see him and he's enjoyable and everything. You know. When he's on screen. Yes. What do you think about him here? This is, I, I, I want to make a point about this performance, but what do you, what do you think of him here? It's Vilmer, and he's uh, really the villain of the piece. He, he's the, the lead mm-hmm. villain, and he's the head of this family of crazies. Which is so strange. And he got, did you read about how he got this role? No. So he went into so. audition for this. Uh, he was getting ready to leave for Los Angeles. He had done Days of Confused. Days of Confused, that film, I think, is maybe one of the top five to come out of the nineties. I really, really believe mm-hmm. that that is a wonderful, wonderful film. And <laughs> that character Wooderson that he plays in that is just amazing. And so much of the McConaughey you know, mystique mm-hmm. comes from, from that. that. And mm-hmm. so he was getting ready to go out to LA and he went in and auditioned for the role, a role that got cut. Like it was in the script. A biker was going to save Renee Zellweger at the end. And he auditioned, for this biker role, he got it. Hmm. And then uh, the director says, uh, you know, congratulations, he gave it to him right there. And they said, he says, uh, do you know anybody who could audition for Vilmer? We haven't cast Vilmer. He goes, well, I know a couple guys in my acting class might be good, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> I'll tell him. And so he, he walks out and he goes, you idiot, you know, and, and turns back around and goes, man, I'd like to audition, you know, and like, you know, <laughs> like you know, common yeah. sense kicks in. And, they told him, uh, okay, uh, take this, I forget what they gave him, if it was a stapler or something, said, take the stapler, pretend it's a knife, go scare the secretary. And he apparently scared the crap out of her, and they went, he went, yeah, you got it, man. So oh, wow. he got the role. <laughs> and so that's how he got it. But what do you think of him here as Vilmer? There's something that he's doing here that I've seen somewhere else, and I've only seen it in these two places, and I think he's 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 missing something that he's done. He yeah. So what do you think of him here? He's not terrible. He's 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 different than I feel like. I feel like he's a little over dramatic. A little. He's a little over the top. He is a little, a little over, over the, the top. top. Now I will say this: if he wasn't over the top, I don't know if this movie would have been half as compelling. I was thinking that too. So, and he is doing what's written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. uh our buddy John Stanley, we we do the Creature Features review. I did look ahead. Um, he says, you know, it's one of the things, the overkill in this movie is pretty heavy. Like he runs over the guy <laughs> eight times with the, with right. the wrecking, uh, with the tow truck. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very unhinged here. And you don't oh, yeah. see him unhinged like this very often. Exactly. One other place he's done this. There's a Bill Murray movie called Larger Than Life. And not seen that Bill Murray. Not a lot of people did. Bill Murray's character uh, is transporting an elephant across the country. Matthew McConaughey plays a trucker that he hooks up with. His his name is uh, Tip Tucker is the guy's <laughs> name, and he is completely out of the box, like kind of like this, but but better. It's and okay. it's a, and it's a comedic role. He for the past couple of years, really, and for most of his career, he's really played it in the box, and he's really mm-hmm. been cool. Plays it right here. This guy needs to let it go. 
this guy seriously needs to let it go. So let me tell you the thought I had when I was watching this. Right. They're, they're, they're amping up this Batman universe. Um, you know, they've got the Batman coming out with Pattinson. We don't know how that's going to roll, but they are still doing the DC Extended Universe. Do you know what character I could see Matthew McConaughey playing? Who? Harvey Two-Face Dent. I was actually just thinking that. I, I could think see that. I think he would make the quintessential Harvey Two-Face. And I was thinking that when I was watching this movie because he's got that real quiet mm-hmm. thing he can do. But then he can just explode. He can, he can drop do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was really impressed with him here. See, I was too. You're, you're like, okay, this isn't what I'm used to. So you're not sure how to maybe uh, process it at first. you know. <laughs> and he's got he's got real presence. Mm-hmm. Real presence is Vilmer. That, that guy has screen presence. Oh, he yeah. really does. And it's an intensity that that he can ratchet up and down. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he's a young actor here, too. That's mm-hmm. so great. And he just really went for it. And yeah, it is a little over the top and hammy. You would see a little bit of this, the uh, intensity in a movie he did called Killer Joe uh, that came out. I don't know how long ago that was now, but... Um, uh, part of that reconnaissance, as they called it, but he's got a real sadistic side that he can yes. he he can play sadistic. Yes. I don't know if he is. I doubt he is. No, I doubt it. But he can play sadistic, and I just I'm thinking to myself. I want to see him as like Two Face. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I don't want to see him as the Joker. Mm-mm. I want to see him as Two Face. Like I want to see him as a villain, and I want to see him do something like that because he's a he is a handsome guy, and the mm-hmm. disfigure him would be wonderful. That'd be really awesome be really wonderful yeah let's talk about uh his uh leading lady mm-hmm. in this renee zellweger uh i'm not a huge fan of hers i am not a huge I, fan she of her. might be the most wonderful woman in the world i just i've never dug her <laughs> i'm not going to talk about how she looks because a lot of people when they go when they talk about renee zellweger she does have resting lemon face though. She does look that's like, like a she's new, that's a new phrase, but I like RLF, that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Resting lemon face. <laughs> she she looks like she's been sucking on a lemon. She and, does. And and But hey, that that's just that's what she looks like. She might be fantastic. I don't uh, know. I've never heard anything good. I, you know, I haven't heard really any stories about her, you know, I've never really read anything. I, so I've never yeah. I don't know. I, she is a little off in this. I'm not saying she's bad in this. What I'm saying is she's a young actress in this mm-hmm. and she's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. She's a good act. That's the thing. I really like her as a performer. I'm just not a fan. Right. You know, You know, because it even struck me like at first I'm like Renee Zellweger in a horror movie. And then you think Renee Zellweger as a final girl. It's kind of odd. Like, yeah. It's a very, very strange thought. But then I thought to myself, wait a minute. She plays in, have you seen Case 39? Long time ago, That's yeah. a pretty decent yeah. movie, and she does a pretty she's, good job. She, she's always so, good. I'm thinking, okay, she has done kind of horror before, so it's not too out of the box to see her like this. Yeah. It's still weird to see her as a final girl, though. I think, you yeah. know, she's not... Yeah, there were a couple There of. were a couple of iffy moments when she's, like, really asserting herself, and it was just, I just hear Renee Zellweger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. Hi, yeah, hi, yeah. That's my Renee Zellweger impression. Yeah, okay. Hey. But there there are moments where she was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it it was look. Yeah, there are moments where I, oh, I mean, I don't feel like I was screaming at her throughout the whole movie, you know, like yeah. yelling at the TV cuz she Listen, listen, she's a young actress. She did fine. She did fine. <laughs> it's interesting though watching their work as young mm-hmm. actors. I know. To her credit, she has not run from this movie. She says that this opened doors for her and was a wonderful learning experience and well, that's cool a lot of people would knock that you doesn't know? disown it at all that's and she cool. said she learned a lot on this movie and she was so young and it was a lead role and she said she you know got to be in a horror movie yeah. and and she uh, i get the feeling it's not like oh that's the greatest movie i was ever in but it's like no she no no still it's grateful it, enough to it's be in, in it's it. on the filmography i was in it i did it i'm not ashamed of it yeah that's know? cool i like that yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I want to talk about one other performance in the movie, that is Tony Perinsky as Darla. She plays like the real estate agent, and she's also a part of this family and and uh, Vilmer's girlfriend. Tony Perinsky was also in another Texas classic, Varsity Blues. She played the teacher who was a stripper. So apparently, if you're making a movie about Texas and you need a lady to take her top off, there Tony you Perinsky's your your gal. <laughs> I really liked her performance. What did you think of uh, Tony Perinsky? I, I thought she was the most real out of these people, as did, crazy yeah. as she was. Yeah, I did too, because I feel like you had a sense of, um, like I said, she she felt real when she wasn't 
absolutely crazy at the end, you know? I feel like she played both of those sides very well, though. I liked her. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Burns from the original film makes a small appearance at the very end of this movie. As she's the patient lady on the gurney being wheeled by uh, Matthew McConaughey. Not my, I'm sorry, Renee Zellweger. Um, just wanted to mention that. So let's get into it. Uh, this movie, uh, we think of it as a horror movie. There are scenes that are ripped right from the original mm-hmm. film, and I feel not. Uh, they were done so much better in the original movie. Mm-hmm. The girl gets put up on the hook. Uh, who was that? That was uh, Lisa Marie Newmeyer as Heather. Yeah, she was put up on the hook. Somehow survives it. I know. That's was able to crawl. It was very weird. It, it, there was, we talked about, in fact, we just did the Friday Awards and the, the best death was the, the, the hook scene. Yeah, that's, from, that's brutal. And I think about it, and I'm, I'm, right now I'm going, ooh. You know, and I remember when we did the film a year ago and we talked about it and we both just went, ooh, it's uh, yeah. brilliantly shot, yes. you know, for maximum effect. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any cringe from this. I wasn't uncomfortable watching this. I, di- I didn't get any really any cringe from this movie, like the whole movie. It, Horror-wise, it's you have your elements, but there I think there are a lot of more like I don't know if it was straight comedy either. It's a it's a weird tone, and I don't know if the and, movie and, itself knows what tone yeah. it's trying to strike because it's it's kind of a parody. Th- I mean, that's kind of what I feel because especially when he tries to put Heather. Like in the freezer, and she's like opening it back up. Yeah, and it's like, okay, that was kind of weird. And then later on, you have Darla hitting her with the stick, like with yeah. like no, <laughs> yeah, no effort whatsoever. <laughs> so it's like you know, the the horror wasn't overly done. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about Leatherface? Because we need to talk about Leatherface because one of the things that is most talked about with this film is the depiction of Leatherface and Leatherface is a crossdresser mm-hmm. in this movie. It is something that they say was kind of hinted at in the first movie, mm-hmm. sort of. And I, now let me say this, I'll buy it because I buy the explanation of, well, whatever face he's wearing, you know, right. he's taking on mm-hmm. that, that character. So I'll buy that. Yeah. What did you think about Leatherface and the crossdressing in this movie? <sighs> I mean, I have a lot. I feel like I have a lot to say about Leatherface or Leather, as they called him. Go ahead. I feel like, obviously, he wasn't the main villain, which kind of throws me off in a way. Because and the best scene in the movie he's in is the chase scene where he's chasing right. Zellweger I through the forest, and I wanted more. More. Of, I wanted an actual chainsaw to touch someone and yeah. actually do damage because it's like this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Why Again, it's he, a movie where the where there's no chainsaw. Right. So it's like why. I almost like perceived him as a as a victim almost in a way. Does that make any sense? I I did too. Because the way he would react to things and he would scream yeah. and people are screaming, he's screaming. Abused like he child. Was, yeah, and I feel like he was very overwhelmed by things. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like the direction on him was very different. It wasn't, you know, him just attacking people to where their faces. It was just not complete sympathy for him, but not complete, but not like Karloff is Frankenstein. Right. But you're getting into that arena yeah. with him because I did. I was like, this guy, this this like guy, you feel this like guy's he's problems. he's being used yeah. possibly by the family. Obviously, some type have, of mental. You have no idea issue. what it, you know what is going on in that house when you're not in there with right, right, with right. these people, uh, which is maybe the scariest thing in this movie. You don't know what exactly these relationships mm-hmm. are. So maybe the cross-dressing is maybe like a coping mechanism in a way for trauma or something. Cause yeah, him putting on different personalities because there's the idea of MK Ultra mind control, you yeah. know, where these people put on different personas, yeah. you know, which let's get into it. One of the things that I was surprised at watching this was this deeper thing. Now, some people have uh, conjectured that the two gentlemen who show up kind of towards the end of the movie or Satan and his minion. And they're the ones telling Vilmer, you know, to do these awful things mm-hmm. to be a cannibal, to kill these people, blah, blah, blah. So, but there's a, uh, I am a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I think my credentials are pretty strong on that. If you've been listening to the show for any <laughs> amount of time, uh, Vilmer does on his uh, tow truck have the word Illuminati and you see it twice. Mm-hmm. Once very plain as day. Mm-hmm. And, there, the point could be made uh, because uh, Darla, played by Tony Perinsky, says that he works for other people. He works for an organization. I'm going at this point because I've seen the Illuminati and mm-hmm. I went ding, ding, ding. OK, so the cabal that rules the world, he's, you know, he's working for them. If you know anything about what the cabal that secretly rules the world is all about, they are into 
things such as ritualistic abuse. Mm -hmm. They're into things such as kitty fiddling. I don't want to say the word. You'll let your imagination fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. They are into torture. They are into bondage. They are into uh, cannibalism. Adrenochrome, uh, look it up. It's something that they that they need. They need this adrenochrome. That is created when fear is released into the uh, the human uh, nervous system. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very uh, it's it's apparently very pure when they get it from children, prepubescent children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dealing with high school kids here, so close enough. enough. <laughs> close enough. Uh, so they harvest it. They, if you follow human trafficking, human trafficking is part of this network. These people that just go missing, uh, they let your imagination fill in the blanks, Mm -hmm. do some research on this is all I'm going to say. Okay. There are people out there who will tell you that this is not real. They work for the media. Mm -hmm. Okay. About four years ago, they had this big thing called Pizzagate that came out. This goes up into the to the highest echelons of power. Okay, it's hard to believe if you've not heard anything about it because it it is a uh, cold water to the system. Please believe me when I tell you this is real. And once you see it, and you see it, and figure out how it works, mm-hmm. it's impossible to, to unsee, unsee it. It. It, it is. I told Faith about it a few years ago, and her face was one of, I don't believe you, and I completely believe you, and you went off and did your research on this, and I remember you going, dude, you're right. And, yes. and a lot of people are waking up to this. So I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it's here in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could not believe it when I saw it in this movie, and, and is this movie trying to say that there is this bigger evil out there, there's this evil you know, that, that men and, and women can do to one another, mm-hmm. but it's it's all part of this bigger, evil, grander design. I, I could not believe it when I saw it. And that actually made me kind of give the movie a tick up because it, it mm-hmm. and not only is it saying it, it, it I think it's saying it kind of correctly right. in a way. Well, uh, I, I did some research and this person emailed, I want to say it was uh, Kim Hinkle that they emailed. And they said it took a while for him to get back, but eventually they, they, that uh, he answered some questions, and he wanted that to be like the secret society to be up front and about, like because that's things that actually happen. You know, there are things behind the scenes that right. we don't see, and people are controlled and fear and all right. these things that you know. And uh, Darla, again played by Tony Perinsky, she tells uh, Zellweger's character about the thousands-year-old secret society in control of the U.S. government mm-hmm. and makes reference to the Kennedy assassination. One of the things, this group, this cabal, call it the Illuminati, whatever, I, we don't, we're not exactly sure what they call themselves, so kind of the blanket is the Illuminati. Uh, one, of the, one of the conjectures is that they killed Kennedy, which mm-hmm. there is some hinky stuff going on with that. Do your research. Uh, in fact, it's one of the few instances where I'm going to go, yeah, Oliver Stone's not crazy. Watch the JFK movie. It raises some interesting questions. But... I couldn't believe it when I was watching this. I know. And I didn't remember it because 20 some odd years ago, this wouldn't have been on my radar. Right. But we're living in this post 9-11 world. And so, yeah, now it's like, and I saw it and I was like, wow, <laughs> like it's pretty upfront. And, and uh, I think I have the quote here from, from Hinkle said uh, the, uh, the Rothman character, kind of the leader of the cult, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of led to believe it's the Illuminati. Uh, he said he comes off more like the leader of some harem scarum cult that makes a practice of bringing victims to experience horror on the pretext that it produces some sort of transcendent experience. Of course, it does produce a transcendent experience. Death is like that, but no good comes of it. You're tortured and tormented and get the crap scared out of you and then you die. And that's exactly tied in with what I'm talking about with harvesting fear. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, I'm not trying to gross you out out there, but feeding on it literally... <laughs> feeding on it okay do some research on it this this is something that is really going on right now and uh uh it's not getting reported on and there's a good reason whatever you think of him whatever you think of him there's a very good reason that the president of the united states uh has been you know clamping down when people coming across the border, these cartels bringing kids across the border, why are they bringing kids across the border that aren't even theirs and these kids go missing Mm -hmm. and why the Department of Homeland Security just started uh, 
a subsection that is dealing with human trafficking. Yep. Human trafficking is very real. It is it's bigger than you think and is going on probably in your town. Yep. Probably in your town. Well, uh, probably about a month or so ago, um, not too far from where I live, a lady was at a gas station getting something on the back of her van and her two kids were inside and the man jumped in the driver's seat at a gas station and tried to drive off with the children. Yeah. And she ended up having to beat him. It's like, and he was in there for the children, basically, is what she's saying. It wasn't because he needed the car. Right. Right. It's, it's this is, they, there's this just, is real. This is, this is real. I could not believe this movie addressed it. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting when, when we picked this movie again, not having seen it in years. Yeah. I thought we were going to be, and 30 minutes into the movie, I'm going, we're going to have a rip roaring good time talking about this movie. Cause it's kind of <laughs> awful. You know, it's, it really is. It really is. Kinda, it really is. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the crap fest that a lot of people make it out to be, but, uh, I could not believe it. I could not believe that it's that it's in there like this and so blatant. Yeah, you it's know. not just kind of in the background, kind of hanging out back there. It's like up front and center. Very blatant. And and if you're familiar with their practices, like what the Slaughter family's into is everything that these people are into. It's mm-hmm. very sick. Do your research on this. Uh, uh, don't take it from me. Do your research and, and, and verify your research. It's out there. Right. It's, it's out there. You don't have to look... Too hard. Too, no, not at you all. really don't have to look too hard. So, final thoughts. Uh, what did, What did you think of it? Just overall. I, I know we said it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird it's watch. a weird movie. But again, it's it's not boring and it's not one that makes you want to turn the TV off. You know, it's right. It's oddly enough entertaining. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I had a good time watching it. Yeah. I really did. It's a, it's a nice time capsule seeing Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, would have I have picked it if if Maddie Mac wasn't in it? No. Um, but I remember seeing it years ago and I was like, I haven't seen it in a while. Let's, yeah. let's see what he's doing in here. Some deeper, I don't remember. some deeper things going on here too. And, uh, uh, again, I, I don't, I don't want to bring anybody out there down with all this, but this, this is real. It it's is. real. And I'm yeah, just going to, it's gonna, terrifying. It's, it's, it is terrifying. I'm just going to say this about it. You need to wake up to it because this is one of the big issues we are going to be dealing with. And there's a reason they don't want you out there knowing about this mm-hmm. because this is how they control things. So do yourself a favor and wake up to it. Please. Do us all a favor and wake up to it. And when you wake up to it and you get it right and you get the facts and you figure out what's going on, start telling people they're going to call you crazy. Start telling people about it because it's real. It's out there. And this really needs to be dealt with. This has been going on for a long time and it needs to be dealt with for the simple reason it's wrong. It's wrong. Yes, it is. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. We're going to take a very short break. With that said, this is a fun movie. You should watch it. Please watch it. It's, it's fun and quirky and weird and awful. And Oh, and Matthew McConaughey has that robot leg that and, is just so weird, you know. And, and it's battery controlled. And it's, and it's, it's just crazy. Weird. It's a weird, fun, quirky movie. And get a couple of friends together and drink some beer and watch this movie. It's that kind of it's that yes, kind of it's yes, that kind it of fright is. flick. All right, we're going to take a very short break. This is a news break. It is yes. time for all of the fake news not fit to print. That was a mouthful. I had trouble getting that. That's what not she said. Not fit to print. There it is, Faith. All right, I am Dan, and I and we will see you on the other side. says we have to do away with the patriarchy so her daughter Apple can grow up with a quote beautiful sense of entitlement end quote. That's right the daughter of an Oscar winning actress who is in several of the biggest movies of all time 
a girl whose dad is the lead singer in one of the biggest bands of the past 25 years, a girl whose grandparents are also Hollywood and Broadway royalty, a girl who has a trust fund with more money in it than Davy Crockett. She needs more entitlement. Gwyneth, I don't think that word means what you think it does. It's election season in America and all across this beautiful land of ours. The citizens of this country are voting. What a beautiful thing. Also, Hollywood celebrities are being very vocal about who they're voting for and are telling you who you should vote for. Here's an opinion. If you take your political cues from a bunch of people who repeat what other more talented people write, from people who barely finished high school, from people who live in an echo chamber, you probably shouldn't be voting. Make up your own damn mind. Absolutely. Well, we have an update on the mayor's race here in Cozy Corner. Mayor Lucius Morningstar was recently caught in a hot mic moment. About the people of Cozy Corner, he said, They're worse than farts, and if I don't win, I'm going to f- flush them like, the t- like two-day-old turds. Faith, we're, we're getting word now that the hot mic outburst is actually helping the mayor out. Apparently, the people of Cozy Corner are gluttons for punishment and dictatorial political figures. And that is the news. Stay tuned for your minute of culture. And be sure to vote. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. All right, we're going to wrap up Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. You just heard America the Beautiful performed by the late and very great Jocko Pastorius, one of the real uh, innovators on the electric bass. Faith, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. piece of music, isn't it? Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Uh, the piece of music itself is beautiful. That that mm-hmm. performance was amazing. If you don't know anything about Jocko, please check out, uh, there's a documentary about him called Jocko that I believe is on Netflix. It might be available for free on Amazon Prime as well. Really well done. It comes from a real place to love. He's a interesting figure in music. Uh, a lot of you out there might not know who he is. That's okay. He's one of the greatest jazz fusion electric bassists of all time. He's an influence on me and most anybody who picks up four strings. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's a really, really, um, uh, it's a great documentary, and it's and it's it, it'll it'll tug at your heartstrings and has a lot to say about mental health in this country and how we take care of people. A lot of you out there might be losing your minds right now at the time of this recording. We are in the month of October. We're coming up uh, on the election, uh, presidential election here. A, a lot of big state races, a lot of big local races as well. It's like the perfect storm of, of, of just bad vibes. Absolutely. And um, 
it'll be over soon. And uh, a lot of things I, I think will be over soon. 2020 has been a chainsaw massacre <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> For a lot of people. And I, I thought 2016 was bad. And here comes 2020. <laughs> hold my beer. Hold my beer. For real, though. Double I mean. double suplexing. That's uh, WWE style. There you go. Um, it'll be over soon. And one day, hopefully, I, I believe this, I believe we'll be laughing at it. Hopefully. Can I, can I say, too, I just, I just checked the, local, the latest thing. At the time of this recording, we have another storm that looks like it's heading, like, literally straight for us. Yeah. So, of course, of course it's it is. 2020, like, of course it is. What is happening? Of course it is. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't it? <laughs> why wouldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> why wouldn't it? All right. As we like to do here, we have the Bible. Uh, that is Creature Features <laughs> by the great John Stanley, host of that show. That show was, of course, uh, started uh, in the Bay Area, and that's where um, uh, the gentleman who started his name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, Wilkins, <laughs> Bob Wilkins, Bob started Wilkins. that show. Uh, watch horror movies. Keep America strong. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think America would be a lot stronger if we all watched horror movies. I think so. Some would say that this election season has been a horror oh, movie. Horror movie. This year has been a horror this year. Movie. This year, yes. <laughs> election season was a sequel. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right, John Stanley, uh, Creature Features. If you don't have this book, this is the Bible for sci-fi, horror, and fantasy. Here we go. His review for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation from 1994. He's got it as 94 in this book. Uh, Faith, he grades on five stars. How do you think he graded this I one? think he gave it a two. Sure you didn't see this beforehand. He Positive. gave it a two. All right. Because <laughs> that's what I would have given All right. It. Originally entitled The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this was not released into the home video market until 98, which tells you something right there. <laughs> In recapturing the madness and mayhem of the demented homicidal Sawyer family, writer-director Kim Hinkle provides some expected thrills. The crazed Leatherface chasing a damsel in distress through a forest. Best scene in the movie. Beautiful women hanging from hooks. Not as beautiful. The Sawyer house littered with horror props. That was pretty good looking. Mm-hmm. A dinner table with half the diners propped up dead. Uh, from Tony Perinsky, he gets the best performance as she portrays the Sawyer craziness with a touch of tongue-in-cheek class. I'll go there. Mm-hmm. However, Hinkle stresses certain cruelties to the extreme, making the film frequently difficult to watch. Disagree. Uh, such as when W, played by Joe Stevens, great performance, by the way, mm-hmm. the uh, philosophy-talking hillbilly, uses an electric <laughs> cattle prod to stun Miss Zellweger repeatedly, or when the absolutely bonkers Vilmer, played by McConaughey, crushes Lisa Neumeyer by stomping on her head. Or when Vilmer runs over a body with his truck and returns for more passes. Two problems prevent this movie from being fulfilling even to diehard chainsaw freakos. Hinkle sets up situations and gimmicks without climactic payoff, and he turns the ending into a baffling metaphysical exercise. Two men in suits who could be the devil in a minion show up, as if they had endowed the Sawyers with their madness as a kind of experiment. Whatever it's all about, it doesn't belong in this politically incorrect series. Does Hinkle think he's making an art movie? Pretentious, pal. Pretentious. Which may be why your movie sat on a shelf for four years. Pretty harsh there. Very Pretty harsh. <laughs> Pretty harsh. I think time has been a little more kind to this movie than it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with some of what he says there, and I disagree. I, I think too. he's right on the two. Yeah, I think so, too. That's that's why I guessed it, because that's what I would have given Yeah, I think he's right there, but... Uh, John Stanley, one of the greats, titled his opinion. And he's right about what he's right about. He is completely. Oh, absolutely. Completely right about. Yeah. So. I don't think I'd be that harsh with it, though, personally. I mean. Yeah. Not that bad. Me neither. I want to take this opportunity to remind you about our good friends at Rev Media, sponsors of the show. Please check out, check them out online. Uh, If you need some social media branding, if you're in the real estate uh, game, they're your guys. 24-hour turnaround. Guaranteed. Also, uh, we'd like to let you know you can talk to us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us we're doing a great job. Tell us we're doing a horrible job. Either way, <laughs> just talk to us. <laughs> we're lonely. We, we want to hear from you. We need, we need new friends. <laughs> need new friends. Tell us we're crazy for all the conspiracy stuff we talked earlier. But we're not. <laughs> yeah. just, we're not. We're really not. Uh, also want to uh, keep you up to date. We were going to do 
a Halloween episode, but Halloween's falling on a Saturday. Everybody's going to be busy. We've released on Saturday before, and those episodes just get swallowed up. True. On on the Halloween, so we're gonna do the we're gonna do the episode that we were going to do originally, but it's gonna be our election day special. <laughs> How exciting! How exciting! Faith, we have a pretty good movie picked out. I think because uh, we are still in spooky season as as autumn comes in, it's <laughs> still spooky season even if it's past Halloween. Yes. Faith, what are we going to be doing? We are doing Jeepers Creepers finally. <laughs> Finally, one of <laughs> I Faith's love this favorites. movie. Faith, if you're really nice to me, we might do a twofer. We might do Jeepers Creepers okay. too. Yeah, we might Come have on. to keep up with the sequel month that we're doing here. You know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to be our election day special. Crazy. It is crazy. It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. I'm so ready for all of this to be over. Me too. But watch horror movies. Keep America strong. Check out Rev Media. You can get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com and shameless plug for our buddies, the tomb tones, their new album pumpkin guts is amazing. Yes. Their single uh, monster movie is amazing. We played it on the show a few weeks ago. We're going to play one of their uh, tunes next week for our big uh, election day <laughs> special. We're going to pick the one that really most encapsulates America to us. Sounds good. That's what we're going to play. <laughs> That's what we're going to play on this show. As always, I would like to personally thank all of you out there for listening wherever you are. We we hope you're staying happy, healthy, sane, safe, all of that during all this. This is all going to be over soon enough. We're going to be laughing about it. We hope uh, we hope that wherever you are, you're, you're, you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of uh, the people around you, the people you love. Uh, not yeah, take, to get, take care of your neighbors not not to get too sentimental here i know this is a horror show but you know we're all in this together and we're all here because we love horror movies and, and faith and i just love them we love talking about them we love mm-hmm. sharing our thoughts with you we love giving you a little bit of a laugh and hopefully uh i hope that during all of this we have given you a few laughs during all of this with, so. with our little with our little show <laughs> our little cozy corner of the world uh that is why we do this show uh, maybe you like to hear what we have to say about these movies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear what we have to say about these movies, but we have a good time doing this show. We hope it comes through in what we do. We hope that uh, you get good vibes from this show, and we hope that this has been a source of uh, comfort and not of not something that's going to make you feel bad during all of this. So we hope right. that it's, uh, we, we want this to be an uplifting experience for you out there, and we hope you know, uh, the numbers are great, and I want to thank all of you out there here in America around the world, Great Britain, Australia, the numbers, faith, the numbers around the world are picking up That's awesome. like, like nobody's business. We're charting in all of these countries. It's amazing, but we cannot but, get yeah, but anyone. You, Oklahoma won't listen to, to listen in Oklahoma. So, so this, if you know somebody in Oklahoma, share our show with them, like literally send the link, make them, make them listen. Literally the only state in America that has not listened to us <laughs> is Oklahoma. We got states that I never thought we were going to get. Like, we got Idaho recently and North Dakota uh, the other day, too. We got Wyoming recently. Like, we got, like, that, like, northwest area, uh-huh. you know. And, and I know there are people that live up there, but it's not, like, a mass population up there. So right. if we weren't listened to, like, it wouldn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just haven't gotten but hit. But we are down Oklahoma. to Oklahoma. So basically what you need to do is FaceTime somebody you know in Oklahoma and play the show for them and, like, make sure – that you see them listening to. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 there needs to be some proof that they're actually. Before the end of the year, I'm instituting Operation Oklahoma yes. right now. Before the end of the year, I want Oklahoma to show up on the map. If you're the person that gets Oklahoma to show up on the map, what you do is you email us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com and we're going to figure out something. I don't know. We'll give you a gift certificate. You'll or win something. nothing. No, we'll give you like. A gift certificate or something. I don't You'll know. You'll get like $3. 3 I don't know. 3 know. That's it. $3.50 to the person who can get Oklahoma and listen, but you got you to verify it. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. PayPal or Venmo, whatever those things. Cash app, we'll send you. I'll send you pennies. <laughs> I'll send you pennies in the mail. I'll send you pennies. That's it. Operation Oklahoma. We're go. all in this together. Seriously, I hope wherever you are that you're, that you're, that you're doing well. I really do. Mm-hmm. And uh, continue doing well. Take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbors. Be good to yourself. Be good to your neighbors. We're going to make it through. Yeah, this, stay right, positive. Faith? Stay positive. Don't don't let it get you down. And what would Bob Wilkins do, Faith? What would Bob Wilkins do? 
He would watch horror movies. He'd keep America, America strong. strong yeah. That's right. Horror movies are good for you. Yes, they are. Good for good you. Good for the soul. Good for the soul. Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace. I'm sorry it took us that long to get to you. Faith, anything else? I think I think we've covered a lot of stuff. I think we covered a lot tonight. I really do. <laughs> I really do. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. We've been trying this. Uh, we're doing the Fonzie snap to get the music to play to cue the music. Faith, are you ready? I think so. I've been right. holding my coffee cup for so long, All my right. fingers hurt. Let's, Let's try see this. One, three. <laughs> One, two, three. Ah, there it is, Faith. Time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. We hope you enjoyed the show. If, if you, you didn't, well, then you have a problem. No, and, <laughs> and if you watch this movie, if you watched it beforehand or if you watch it after listening to the show, email us at latenightfrightpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of it because I'm really <laughs> curious. This is really one of the crazier movies we've done on the show. Yes, it is. So, all right, Faith, let's do it. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember... Keep Keep your your monster monster on a leash. leash. Be good to yourself. Be good to your neighbor. We'll see you next time.